0: Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different, it feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. Uh, So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last Rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, Southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass and, and for Skip Bayless to come out and say, I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say, how dare you? How dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness? Honestly, I want to say what I want to say. This is the Sam Mays podcast. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays. And today we're talking to former Oakland Raider and Seattle Seahawk Zach Miller. Zach is an eight-year NFL vet and Super Bowl champion with the Seahawks, and has recently gotten into the financial planning field. Zach, how are you, sir? I'm doing
1: good. Thanks for having me.
0: First, tell me a little bit about who you're working with now, and and how this whole thing came together.
1: Um, so I'm at AWM Capital. Um, the founders, um, you know, realized the need uh, to, to serve athletes, and and they, um, you know, I got linked up with them uh, through Chase Carlson, actually, who. Who does uh he's a fraud lawyer and um you know I was trying to find somewhere to work that that really wanted to provide uh, the best service and the best um the best advice that is out there and uh, he set me up uh, with them and I did an interview with them and you know I just align with so much of their values and and what they're trying to do and what and you know it's a perfect fit for me um, because just. Being, being in the NFLPA, playing for eight years, being in the locker room with so many guys, and, and seeing the, you know, what happens, whether it's bad investments, whether it's family that it, it, it takes advantage of, of you know, the player because they're young, um, inexperienced in a lot of the business world. And I I was the same way. I didn't um, obviously know all the things I know now. Um, so uh, really, I felt like um, I could make a difference, and and I, you know. I wanted to do this and and, and make it, uh, you know, my second career because I have a passion in it.
0: You know, one of the the statements that was made or quotes in your press release I found uh, to be pretty incredible, you said that nearly 78% of the former NFL athletes end up experiencing extreme financial distress and even bankruptcy within five years of leaving the sport. I read that, and it kind of just blew my mind when you consider, you know, these are young men that at one point in their life, uh, have the world by the the tail. Anything is possible. They can. They have the now the the money, uh, the fame, the platform to turn it into something magnificent, not just for them, but for generations of their family. And to think that seventy eight percent of those guys with that opportunity squander it within five years of leaving football. That's a pretty amazing statement. Yeah,
1: it's a it's it's a terrible statistic, and um, something that I I hope to be able to change or at least make a a large impact on. The, um, I mean, you know, it's not a surprise that, that the number is so high because of the fact that you earn for NFL players, the careers can be so short, um, take a toll on your body. Um, you essentially train for something that has a, a really short time span, and you, you front load so much of your earnings and front load so much of your, um, your, your realized, uh, compensation for your life it's it's coming on the front end and and normally uh that's when you you know if you're a, a normal person you you have your 20s to make mistakes with small dollar amounts um but that's not the case with with professional athletes you you have the the money early on um spending increases the the um it becomes unsustainable if you if you keep spending as much as you're earning and then i mean the drop off when you're done playing is so significant that unless you have a good financial plan unless you're getting good advice Um, you know you 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 could be within a few years you know uh, in a terrible situation so um, you know some of it's education some of it's having the right type of advisors around you and and having good advice from them and and really that the system is set up uh, to fail for a lot of guys because they're only getting the investment advice and they're only worrying about returns and there's so much more to to a financial plan in a, in a, in the financial, uh, you know, personal balance sheet of a player where you need to, you need to, you know, start talking about them and, and to the players early on about, you know, their net worth and, and the fact that, you know, going into debt isn't uh, necessarily going to set them up for later in life. So, um, you know, there's, there's so many areas where you can focus on to help try to improve, um, that terrible statistic.
0: You know, I, I've always been pretty captivated by, uh, the, the way that some of these kids go from rags to riches. And I started doing some research today in preparation for our conversation. And, you know, when you start talking about 68% of African-American men who get into the NFL are from areas where the socioeconomic, you know, situation is, is less than positive uh, in inner city areas or African-American dense populations. And you, you wonder how much that the upbringing, you know, when you hear reports of um, – bank accounts being used for the first time because of of COVID and the, the numbers are absurd. Like it it was a ridiculous number they threw out there. And I'm like that many people don't have bank accounts in the U S. So when you consider where these kids are coming from and the background that they had and the struggles they had in their youth, you wonder how much that impacts the ability to handle the weight or the responsibility really of, of having the, the kind of financial or income you know, the cash flow that they have right off the bat as soon as they get into the NFL.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think anyone in the early 20s is unprepared. Um, you know, no matter where they come from, but you know, especially when you're an underserved uh, community, when you when you don't have access to um, the kind of either banking or financial um, education or or just exposure to those type of things. You know, if if you don't know what's out there and and uh, you know. The stock market and investing can be really, um, um, you know, uh, tough to understand unless unless you, you either grew up around it or you had some type of exposure early on. And so, e- even in these early times of of um, a career in the NFL, uh, that's why you see so many um, so many players, you know, not you know, not necessarily you know doing the right thing to set themselves up up for later in life because a lot of it's just just an education thing a a lack of of you know the right kind of advice um, and the right kind of being able to to talk to the guy or talk to the player and, and communicate to them you know what you know what what the possibilities could be for their future um, just by doing, you know, some simple things early on in their career. And, and if they're lucky enough to play long enough, you know, really establishing themselves uh, for wealth uh, for the rest of their life, which is, I mean, that's a realistic possibility for, for many players to be able to do that, to, to create generational wealth. And um, it's an opportunity that, you know, I think every player should, should have the, the chance or at least the exposure um, from the right kind of finance, financial professionals, um, and not just focused on, uh, you know, like a lot of the industry does where they just try to sell products and just do the investment accounts and, and not worry about the, the comprehensive part of the of the player, which is, is you know, a, a big reason why I'm at an independent RIA is because of that. Um, you know, I feel like so many of the, the other the large brokerages are so investment focused that they lose sight of the fact that the real, uh, the best advice is given through the planning and investments is just one piece of that puzzle.
0: I, I'm sitting here listening to everything you're saying. And obviously at 38 years old, I, I have a, an idea of, of where you're going and uh, the path that you're talking about. The, the one, the thing that I, I wonder is how easy is it to relay this message to a 18, 19, 20, 21 year old, especially when pop culture tells them the complete opposite, right? When you get Uh, rich and you are young and and, uh, a part of an NFL team or NBA team and the camera's all over you and you're hanging out with celebrities and uh, it's rappers and musicians and and all these things. Pop culture says be big and flashy and gold chains and diamonds. And like I saw an image of Joe Burroughs the other day, uh, in Cincinnati, he had a jeweler, and he's got like a $150,000 diamond-encrusted nine around his neck. And I'm like, that is insane. And maybe as an offensive lineman, I, I never got it. I look fat in every uniform I ever had on. I'm not a flashy <laughs> player. Um, but it just seems like everything outside of of Mr. Zach Miller here, who is trying to tell you the right thing to do, is telling you the wrong thing to do because that's what's cool and popular and fun and you know the way that the Kardashians would do it
1: yeah, there's definitely something to that. and uh, you know definitely, I would say you can still def- uh, enjoy your time and and do all those things um, while you're in the NFL, you know live it up, but also also commit to to, to savings for the future and and you know your future self would would uh, would definitely be proud and, and and happy for what some of those decisions will do for you later in life and for for the future family you'll have. Um, so I think some of it's, it, it's it's finding a way to uh, – all players are competitive. Finding a way to get uh, them competitive about, uh, you know, wealth and, and wanting to build a, a legacy of, of, of wealth to, to to set themselves up for later in life. And if you can find a way to, to speak to their competitiveness of turning that into a, a goal they want to reach and, and making it a competition, um, especially within the locker room of, of who can – uh, you know, build, build the largest amount of wealth or net worth, or, I mean, those are simple targets that might be able to work for, for, rather than just who can buy the most expensive car, you know, who can, who can save the most and, 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 and build out, build their wealth, uh, in the most efficient way possible is something that, you know, hopefully we'll, will be able to translate.
0: Zach, as, as far as the agent's role in all of this, you know, I, I'm curious to know how many of them are saying the right thing or, uh, putting them in contact with you who is saying the right thing and doing the right thing versus, you know, maybe scratching their own backs a little bit, right? I, I've got this kid. He signed with me uh, because his teammate did a few years ago, and um, I'm going to make sure that he invests in the things that I'm invested in also. He, he's, his money is going to help me make money. How often does that happen? And, you know, our agents, you know, for, obviously, are they the first, you know, wall here of defense for these guys going broke? And are those do those guys even care about it
1: yeah well the the structure of the agent um with the player is they're usually very trusted and you know get to the player early on um you know when they're in college so that's a there's always a strong relationship there um and, and you know speaking to former players that I played with um you know they expected their agent to to be with them you know even after retirement and it and that's and there's no contract to negotiate once you're done playing so they so they they felt like they were left hanging by their agent um after they were done and it's just because there's the agents already have enough players they they can't you know keep in contact as much with with all the guys that have retired and, and gone on so um yeah i think that also i've, I've heard stories of agents uh, taking Um, kickbacks for referrals in, in the industry. And, and it's just, you know, it's it's not good to hear that. And I think that the the agents need to, uh, just like a a referral from a um, certified financial planner would, uh, you know, you would need to vet that person. I think that uh, the agents should, should take on that responsibility that they act that they are providing the best recommendation when they, when they refer a guy to a financial advisor and that, and that he is not just, not just good at it, but also has, you know, got the right certifications, the right designations, um, been experienced, understands, you know, what issues the player grows through, how, you know, how all the benefits work. Um, Those are, those are key issues that I think that that make a qualified uh, advisor to the player, um, that should be focused on by the agents, and and um, I do know that the, the NFLPA has um, the financial advisor program, and it's um, you know there's still been plenty of guys that have gotten into that program that have ended up um, either defrauding players or putting them putting them into uh, excessively risky investments. Um, so there's there's still more to work to be done, and if you you know you, you follow the financial news of of you know whether it's any of the pro sports you know there's constantly news about uh, someone being either taken advantage of or or defrauded um and it's it, you know it's disheartening to see that still after so many years of trying to work on this problem
0: you know zach as far as the the hurdles in front of some of these young men as soon as they get into the league there's many of them you went through several of them in the last uh, 10 minutes but you, you have to kind of take a second and think to yourself uh, 2020 obviously has offered us a, a whole new challenge in, in COVID-19 and when you consider the rookies right now you know who signed contracts this summer and and some of the players that are surging into stardom what does this market look like for them from an investment standpoint and even from just a you know are are is it is it even smart for you to take some risk here or would you recommend saving all your money? Like it's just such uncertain times.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely uncertain. Um, it's always uncertain, but uh, even more so in 2020, that's for sure. So um, really it so much of um, so much of investment depends on you know, a personal situation. So you really have to, and that's why a lot of the cookie cutter model type uh, investment advisors aren't aren't really uh, equipped to deal with with how a player is compensated, the risks to the player of actually earning um, their potential earnings, and and you know whether injuries can impact that. So that's why you really need a, a, a customized, tailored the person that understands your situation to be able to even give you advice on those topics because it's so specific to the player and, and where they're at in their career and, you know, what, even what position they play, how, how much of risk are they at injury of of possibly not ever getting a second deal or, or not playing much longer. I mean, these are, these are things of of why, um, you know, some of the big brokerages, they're just not cut out to handle, the the player's issues because it's it's it needs to be more specific it needs to be more tailored to the player uh, because there's every situation is different each player is different and you can't just throw them into a model all
0: right zach let's let's talk a little football here while while i've got you for a few minutes uh the nfl is absolutely one of the biggest stories in professional sports um you got to love the fact that they are uh Thriving the way that they are, the numbers are great. People are watching. What are your thoughts on on the 2020 season and the way that it's gone so far? And I mean, I think the product is probably exceeding expectations a little bit for me.
1: Yeah, I'm actually really impressed by many of the the, the protocols and the, and the team. Uh, even just seeing you know what the my, you know my old team, the Seahawks, are going through just to to get cleared for the day, whether it's the testing and the screening and you know, how quickly they got that together. And um, so far it looks like they've done a good job with controlling, um, you know, I I follow some of the statistics on, um, you know, positive cases of COVID and they look like they've got a handle on it. And I'm super impressed with the ability with as many guys are on it and on the team and organization, the amount of coaches. um, And then to still be able to, you know, missing the preseason was disappointing, especially for, for the, you know, bottom of the roster guys that need the chance to prove themselves. But to be able to get the season started on time and and so far has been uh, really impressive. Um, And, and, you know, I think uh, it's a great thing for the NFL and, and football in general.
0: Yeah, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine today about quarterbacks in the league and how much they've changed over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. I mean, you look at the quarterback position in football as the most important one. And if you go through other sports hockey soccer um basketball usually your best player is your most creative player right well the quarterback position to me seemed to right. be put in a box for so long we want andrew luck right we want big tall uh, massive arm stands in the pocket fires the football in 2020 none of the best quarterbacks fit that mold and i think it has really been kind of cool to watch these creators mm-hmm. You know, th- these guys that are just potentially the best athlete in the field really thrive as as quarterbacks, and it just made the league look completely different.
1: Yeah, I mean, the quarterback level is just so – all of them are athletic now, and it's, it's they're not staying in the pocket. They're actually more dangerous when they leave the pocket. And, and you know, just watching Russell Wilson grow from being with there when he came in as a rookie and to, you know, not getting the chance to, to really – throw the ball as much as uh, he does now obviously and then see how much better he's gotten each season and you know I'm hope I'm hoping he gets an MVP uh, vote here this year because he he certainly deserves it the 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 amount of wins he's put together the the numbers he's put up um, the the just command of the offense the command of being able to you know he's running checks all the time and audibles about if if he's seeing certain coverage and um, you know to see how much he's grown since he was a rookie uh, and, and no one will no one you know beats him in the film room either the amount of work he does in that aspect is is you know top notch and I think unmatched um, probably throughout the rest of the league so I, I I'm hoping that he gets rewarded um, with an MVP one of these years for sure.
0: Is he what he seems to be? Like, is he the genuine McCoy? Like, that guy just comes off as somebody who is just a humble, uh, happy to be in the position that he's in, work hard, um, you know, just a generally good guy. And, and at, I think the NFL and, and professional sports are so void of those guys that when you come across one, it's kind of hard to, to buy in. I mean, you, you know him and have played with him and been around him. And, I mean, what are your? Th- is he really who he seems to be?
1: Oh yeah absolutely and he's I mean he's such a good leader and even even as a rookie he he was leading um, you know not just through what he'd say and getting the offense together and and when he spoke to the team I mean it was also through his actions and you saw him being the last person in the building um, watching film you saw him what he did um, before practice after practice whether it was him and I needed to get more routes, you know, get, get a certain route down, you know, throwing it until we had it right. Um, you know, it's just – it's those type of things. And, and his, also his, his mindset where he – if he hits adversity, you know, he just pushes through it. He, he's so positive. Um, he doesn't let a, the, a bad play linger. And that's just so crucial to all NFL guys, but especially quarterbacks, because you can't be thinking about a mistake you made in the past and uh, he certainly, you know, just continued to develop that over his career.
0: All right, last one. We'll let you go. Who is the best tight end in the NFL right now?
1: Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Put you uh, in I'm the always, spot there. Uh, yeah, I'm always uh, biased towards like the tight ends that, that that block a little bit more. So, um, I've, I've really been. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't like the Niners, but Kittle I think's been really, you know. Getting after it in the in the blocking game and the receiving game, so I, I'll, I'll give it to him for now. um Yeah, I've always, you know, complete tight end. I think is is very tough for a defense because you you just don't become one dimensional as as some of the, some of the pass catching tight ends are, and so um it's 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 a good thing to see because I always always liked uh, you know scoring a touchdown, but also when I got the spring Marshawn Lynch for a for a touchdown run, I felt just as much uh, happiness of, of contributing to that. So, um, any any tight end that blocks is, is, is awesome in my book.
0: That uh, would have been the exact answer I gave. So, <laughs> thank you very much for that. I Appreciate it, and good luck with everything that you're doing. And I think that there's a uh, obviously a real need for people like you, and and hopefully people can can find you. You can really do some some real work. You know, we talk about systemic racism and all these things that are holding back the African American community, and. In, in general. And I think just finding good advisors and people who genuinely want to just help uh, is, is a great way to get started. So I, I for one, appreciate you. Uh, thank you. I right, mean, Have a good one. You too. The Sam Mays Podcast is a production of P Squared Media.